Amen, New Life family. Good to see the guests here today. Let's give them another hand clap. Thank you for being with us. To the guests, you've probably never been to a business meeting like this one. Amen. But I'm, when you, we get through, you're going to say, I'm glad I went to that business meeting. Because Jesus is with us today, and he wants to talk to us about how excited he is about his plan for you, his kingdom manifesting in the world we're in right now. And he, it, this is his business, and we honor him. We can't thank him enough for loving us like he does. Amen. And in our Vision Sunday, we call it, today is titled, With Jesus, It's Easy. Now, I already know some of you saying, be careful how you say that because I've been through some stuff lately, and I believe in Jesus. That's the whole point. Everybody gets to go through some stuff, gets to experience pushback, unfair things in this world. And I think all of us can agree without him, we ain't going to make it through it. We'll cave in. But with him, it's much easier. Because with him, if we do it his way, he navigates us through it. And we're like, get to the other side. Like, how did I get to the, immediately on the other side? And the Lord wants you to know he likes receiving from you smiles and happiness and laughter and joy and peace. And he likes to know that his kids are taken care of. Amen. But for us to know him, we got a good daddy, don't we? Amen. For us to know him, there's something about knowing what he went through in order to get us out of what we're in to where he's at. Amen. And I can't tell you much about grace unless I experience it. I can't tell you much about mercy unless I've been given it. Is anybody tracking with me? And last time I checked, I need Jesus today. And I need him to keep me while I keep attempting, amen, to be more like him. Amen. And that, by the way, when I arrived there, he was the one that got me there. And he's going to get us all there so we can all say at the last day, look what the Lord has done. Amen. He's good. And he's here. He'll never leave or forsake anybody. Somebody just needed to hear that right then. He'll never leave or forsake anyone. You ever felt like you were forsaken? I have. You ever felt like he wasn't around? I have. You ever felt like he was a million miles away? Yeah, I have. And so I say emphatically today, the devil's good at his job, isn't he? He's very convincing. He'll even make me think I'm smart. Thank you for laughing because that's we, we, we need to laugh to keep from crying. But we cannot compete with how smart our daddy is. And you, you'll be trying to, uh, you know, figure him out for uh, eternity, but you can't. But he will wow you every day if you'll trust him. If you just say, yes, Lord, when he speaks, he will wow you. Anybody want to be wowed? Amen. And I've been wild enough by him, but I'm confident about what I'm saying today on Vision 
Sunday. And so quickly, I want to get through a few numbers so that we can, and we're honoring the Lord because we are obedient to our magistrates. Amen. We are IRS compliant. Amen. And the Lord places all those magistrates there to teach us to fear him. I don't mean be scared of him. I mean respect him. Amen. Honor him. Amen. You drive 75 in a 65 zone and you get a ticket, pay it with joy. What you do in 75 and a 70? Don't matter. If you get the ticket, pay it. Amen. Next time you will probably drive 65. Is that true? Don't let the enemy beat you up because you stumbled. You said the wrong thing. You did the wrong thing. It's not about what we did wrong. It's about the one who's right that's pulling us up to a place of true identity in him. Failure is what we do often. Anybody mess up? And man, last week, thank you, Shireen, again. How did we get here? We're going to talk about that some more today. Daddy wants us to know we're his treasure. He's proud of you. He's excited about you. He ain't stopping until you understand he loves you. He don't see what's wrong with you. He sees what's right about you, and he's after it. And so I'm confident today before we get through here in the next little bit that uh, you'll be comfortable with the fact that daddy don't beat up his kids but he does offer them a way out a way of escape from lies and the religious spirits are doing their job well they're lying to us and they come in Jesus name and they're not of him and they'll make you doubt your faith. They'll make you doubt your identity. They'll make you doubt that he wants to heal you and set you free and deliver you. Amen. Anybody been going to church doubting that God even cared? That's why you don't go to church. You be the church. You find out who you are in him. And you hang out with daddy. And you play in the playground like children. Amen enjoying what he's provided for us. His kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Spirit. And if you don't have the gift of God's Spirit, he wants you to ask him today for that gift. It makes all the difference in this world. Amen? Are you offended with someone? Anybody bother you? Do you see the flaw in someone's life? Man, I wish they'd straighten up. And the Lord says if you're having problems being critical because somebody's not just right, ask for the gift. And the gift is the comforter. He will remind you of everything he ever said. And he don't talk bad about people. He loves every one of them. And if he can love every one of them, he's saying you can too. Especially the one you want to knock out right now. That's right. But with Jesus, it's easy. We're going to catch this. And we're going to find out, man, I love Jesus. I want to be with Jesus. 
And you're going to find out he wants to be with you more than you want to be with him. And you're going to find out there's a place for him to come that you had to let him have. And when you find out that you can let him have it, and he can take over in that place in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, it's going to be so much easier, so much more fun. Vision Sunday, 2024, a new life. Like I said, we are IS compliant. We have a, an accountant that is spirit-filled, helping us keep the line straight, calls us on it. We have to repent sometimes. But thank God for a good accountant that loves the kingdom of God. Just want to share a few numbers with you. The, you have handouts, I believe. You do great. You can follow with me on some of the numbers. And uh, we have our vision, mission, purpose statements there and our cultures that we go after, which is Jesus cultures. Amen. We want the right culture in this house. On our health meter, our growth overall looks kind of like this. 110 first-time visitors last year. That's two to three new families every weekend that show up and check out New Life Fellowship. And of those 110, we had 24 of these attend our um, Discover class. 15 of them, and rather our growth track as well, and 15 attended every step. 36 of those new guests were baptized in water. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's after the heart of the harvest. And reflecting on our equip and small groups, I'd like for all those who are leading a small group right now and those that have led a small group in the past to stand, would you? You've led one and you're leading one right now. Amen. Remain standing. Would you remain standing? Uh, for you that were impacted by anyone standing, would you stand? All right, remain standing. For you that's still standing, if anybody else stood that impacted your life, would you stand? Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? You see how life groups work? You may be seated. Those who follow Jesus, anybody follow Jesus? Remember this, don't forget this, it's very important. If you're a follower of Christ, guess where he leads you? From house to house, breaking bread and in fellowship. Amen? If you're not going from house to house, don't beat yourself up. Just realize the enemy does his job well and he's got you sidetracked and we've all been sidetracked before. But we go from house to house breaking bread and fellowship in the name of Jesus. We meet two or three that gather in the name. There he is in the midst. If you're not in his name, there's something else in the midst. And we've all been to those small groups. They're scary. You want to hang out with those who follow him and they represent him and host him in his name because they know who they are. They've been buried with him in his name and they have his identity. And guess what happens then? That's the group that practice the Beatitudes. That's the group that prefers others over self. 
And when you practice the Beatitudes, good business meeting, isn't it? Might, might have altar call here in a second. When you practice Beatitudes and when you practice preferring someone over yourself or others over yourself, you know what happens? The works of the devil are continually destroyed. Amen. Kingdom of God, come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And God cannot finish, amen, the most important part other than the cross being the most important part is his bride, his children, amen, having the evidence of his kingdom and his identity in their life. He can't do it without you and I making ourselves available. Amen. He wants his house. He wants, as we heard this past week, his body. If he don't have a platform, a vehicle, which he, he calls it humanity, he can't finish everything he wants to finish. The mission of the kingdom requires that he has a body. Amen. And he's waiting on you and me to say, yes, Lord, here I am. Use me. And I promise you, when you go with him on that journey, it's exciting. It's got lots of fun, adventure. I don't know if we're going to make it. Because he'll ask you to let him use your body to walk on water. To go places where your daddy and mama said, don't ever do that. Because he wants to pull someone out of the fire, out of the darkness, out of the pain, out of the depression, out of the anxiety. He wants to bring them into life and light. But he has to have us. You see, within you is the kingdom of God. And that kingdom has to have the king ruling in it. And he's the king. And from his kingdom within you and me, he can be Lord and receive his glory. Amen. And so we do small groups on purpose. Amen. And we, we've had our winter semester had 10 groups with 105 participants. And they were powerful. They were inspired. And testimonies came out of them. Our summer groups, we had four groups with 73 participants. In our fall semester, we had eight groups and 71 participants. Wow. And I want to just take a moment because small groups and equipped groups are so powerful. I'm going to have a couple come up right now. Come on, Bill and Diane. And tell us how it's impacted your life. Amen. Just stand right here in front. In the light. Good morning, church. Yeah, I am Bill, and this is Diana. <laughs> uh, we were asked to speak to small groups and uh, just what they meant to us. And, uh, and this is the first time we had really been asked to, to speak. And we were excited to do it and a little bit nervous to do it too <laughs> but before I start that I'd like to talk a little bit about how we ended up at 
New Life Church. We had left another church about five years ago and knew we had to start looking for a church. And I know that everybody that's here knows how painful that is because you found uh, everybody's done that before. But Diana started praying about it and I'd check in in the evening, I'd come in and ask her, where are we? And she would say, I'm still praying about it. And then I came in the next day and she said, I'm being led, I think we know where we're going. And then by the end of the week, she, she said, we're, we're gonna go to New Life Church. And she had a, her, her computer screen keyed up and she said, I want you to see something. And uh, there was uh, a photograph on the webpage of Pastor Lowe and Sister Tammy Lowe on that webpage. And she said, these look like really good people. <laughs> And they are. <laughs> and, I, and she said, and they look like very strong people. And, that, and I think we ought to go there. And so she's got pretty good vision, I would say. God's vision. Yeah. <laughs> um, where am I? I'll take over. <laughs> you take over. <laughs> okay, so... Bill was the one that uh, encouraged us to go to our first small group. It took a while. Um, don't take as long as we did. Jump right in. And he led us to a marriage class. And I was thinking, really? Oh, look how old we are. <laughs> but thankfully, I submitted to my husband's spiritual leading Thank you, Shireen, for the great message last week. <laughs> God showed up in such a powerful way. Not only did he connect our hearts with other people in that group, but something broke over our marriage. Um, it was like a dam breaking, releasing, releasing us to be able to connect on a deeper level that I didn't know was possible. Thank you. In each growth group that we went through, or small group, uh, led us deeper into a relationship with Jesus and deeper love with each other. And as Pastor Duane keeps saying, we're, not, we're meant to do life with each other. And God shows us things about ourselves and himself in relationship that can only come by connecting with each other. Our most impactful group was Ignite, and I'll let Bill tell you. Yeah, after we'd been to a number of other small groups, um, the Ignite group was something, oh, just so much, a, a level higher than what we had been to uh, spiritually. and. I can't even begin to tell tell y'all about what what all we went through in the, in the uh, you know through the uh, uh, class. Excuse me. It's not a class though. Hey. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah. But but the, the last evening of the class, 
we were, we were going to be baptized. And a lot of people in there had been baptized before. I'd been baptized twice before. And, and uh, Dinah and I had been baptized. And our whole family together, we got baptized. But anyway, we knew we were going to get baptized. And so towards the end of the class, they told us we were going to baptize each other in the class. And that, that uh, we could, the, the wives could baptize the husbands and the husbands baptize the wives. And, you know, I thought, is, I don't think we can do this. Can we do this? Can we baptize each other? I, I was thinking that, that I thought you needed to be a holy man or have a robe on or something to do this where I'd been. And this is a lot of old stuff to break off, you know. This, this is cultural stuff. It's not Jesus stuff. So, but anyway, uh, Diana baptized me first in the name of Jesus. And I came out of that water on fire. And then I baptized her and she came out the same way. And everybody else with that whole group, we were all buzzing. It was, uh, it was absolutely incredible. I've never, I've never seen anything like that. We didn't, we didn't even want to break up. We stood there talking about one thing and another, and nobody wanted to go home. We just wanted to stay right there. So in conclusion, sign up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And our Father tells us to go... <laughs> Go ye into all the world, baptizing and making disciples. That wasn't just to the 12, y'all. That was to whosoever will. The mission of the kingdom is that you give him access to his house so that through you, he can baptize and make disciples. That's how powerful you are. But there's religious spirits that are dark that will tell you, oh, no, the guy with the mic's the only one that has the right to baptize somebody. But Jesus never said that. He's called you out of darkness into marvelous light to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You are his vessel. You are his vehicle. You are his mouthpiece. He can speak through you. And he needs you to have been going through everything you went through that wasn't fair so that you can understand his grace and his mercy, and you can compassionately pull someone out of darkness. Amen. Take them down in the water, amen, as they choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as they choose Jesus to be the one they want to serve. And they're basically joining with him and asking him to wash them clean. Anybody need to be clean today? Amen. There is water here today. You don't have to leave with a conscience that's beat up. You can leave with a clear conscience today on fire, knowing that God's got you covered. Amen? Thank you, Bill and Diane. And also, we have 21 days of prayer and fasting that we do around here. I'm just about through with the numbers. Yeah, uh, for some reason, everybody prefers our January 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's evening time. That's 6 a.m., but boy, you got to, 
you got to say the yes, Lord, for sure. So we had 66 attend in January and 13 online. But for our fall, 21 days of prayer, 27 joined, and they were consistent, and 14 online, and Jesus meets with us every time. You want to consider joining with us on our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's really a lot of fun, and it's life-changing. Amen. Thank you for that. And thank God for our Student Connect and their consistency to meet on Thursday nights and focus on the next generation and their powerful identity. Let's give our Student Connect and Maisha a hand clap. Thank you, Maisha. But what we do every year in our annual business meeting, from God's perspective, what really goes on around here is these things. I'd like to know today, how many of you found that you were loved by Jesus in 2023? Yeah, I'll take a few hand claps. A few of you found that Jesus loved you. How many of you boldly stepped into your true identity in Christ in 2023? Amen. Well, how many of you allowed Jesus to love someone through you in 2023? How many experienced a relationship being healed that you needed God to to bring together? How many of you had that happen in 2023? How many of you experienced emotional healing in 2023? Well, that's a big one, isn't it? How many here today prophesied to someone in 2023 and they got their confirmation on what God had already been telling them and they stepped into victory? How many did that? Well, how many prayed for someone in 2023 and the miracle of healing happened? Daddy met them there. How many of us received a healing ourselves? Would you stand? Yes. Come on now. How many of you had a financial blessing in 23? Would you stand? Come on, let's give the Lord the hand clap he deserves. He's alive, he's well, and he's in charge. Thank you, Daddy. Amen. You may be seated. I got a a couple here. Amen. Steph and Robbie, they're going to come up and just let you know how faithful Daddy is to those who put him in his rightful place in their life. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Steph. Amen. Let us hear from you today. Stop, Mama Lou. Good morning. My name is Robbie. This is my wife, Steph. Can I just say how beautiful you are? I am so blessed to have you as my wife. Thank you, Jesus. Hey y'all, we wanna share our story with you very quick, but it's impacted us on another level. We've been serving at New Life for five, six years going on, but we've been connected to New Life for almost 14 years. And it took a move, it, it took me getting to a space where I couldn't handle culture anymore, that I had to take the next step in my walk. And just like Bill said, when I got baptized, my life started over. Thank you for the opportunity, Jesus, for giving me. But I brought a lot of things into our marriage that I didn't realize were things that I learned growing up. As a man in my household growing up, 
We provide for the family. We go to work for the family. We make sure the house is secure. We do all of these things as a man the way I saw my dad growing up. But the truth is, God actually does that for us. And so where we were at in our finances, specifically, I paid the bills. And there was some Sunday, there was some weeks that came, paydays that came, and money came in, money went out. I'm sure some of you can relate to that. But it got to the point where, well, I can't pay that one yet because this one's more past due. Or, well, she doesn't know, let me just make this purchase, and she's not going to find out until we get the credit card bill. That's... Don't laugh, man, because it's true. It is so true. But the hard part for me, though, is I didn't do it because I was trying to hurt her. I did her because that's what I saw, and that's what I knew. What, did, what, what was going through your mind through all of that? Just, just backing up a little bit, um, when we got together and got married and I handed over the finances, that was hard for me to do because I was a single mom with two boys, and I did it all. But I know God was asking me to trust my husband with that. And so handing that off alone was very tough. And then when I would get emails about past do this and past do that, I'm like, what in the world? It, it wasn't that bad. Okay, it was like one or two. It was one or Everybody two. Everybody in this room knows me that I have receipts for everything I say. So it was, I mean, it got to the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I can use my debit card to go get gas. And, and that's sad. To not have any line of sight into any finances. Friends would ask, like, well, how much is your insurance? I'm like, I don't know, I think it's like 100 bucks. Steph, there's no way, and I'm, I have no idea. I, I'm clueless when it comes to that. And so that was me handing it over to him until. So we stepped into being leaders of this house. And when we did that, we were asked to, to hold each other accountable can us being held accountable. And it took us submitting to a couple that thank you, Jesus, they can hear the voice of God, that they were prompted to unction us. Why are you not being faithful? Y'all, the money was coming in. The blessings were coming in. And how the fact that God was still doing it, even when I wasn't doing my part, I'm so thankful. But when I tell you that we came into unity to submit, to actually giving God what is his, it is all his. When I came to the realization that my car, my house, my finances, when I realized that, that none of that is because of me, it's because of him, it was so much easier to give back what was his. And so now we sit down, we do our bills together. If we have to be late on something, we are in unity in being late. It's not about who does what or anything like that. So it's been a journey for both of us, but it wasn't just the financial blessing that we got. It was our marriage. Hold my hand, please. We now serve out of our marriage. We now give away out of our marriage. We now encourage people together. That's how God designed a covenant. And so the blessings in our marriage have gone above and beyond. The messings, y'all, I'm self-employed. I went two weeks in December, a whole month in June of like working three jobs. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, I don't have any money coming in. And just the other day, two checks came in. I'm like, okay, God, I hear you loud and clear. So encouragement for you guys. If you aren't on the same page, it is okay. All it takes is that trust in God to take the next step to say, I want to do this with you. That's what God is asking us is to surrender our, our will, our hearts, not just our finances, but it was our heart posture that changed, that opened up 
our eyes to see, okay, we're robbing God. Like at the end of the day, that's what we were doing. And whether we want to admit that or not, it took our hearts being postured towards him for us to realize that. It took that hard conversation, the accountability that we say yes to for us to move to that. Not only did we start becoming faithful, but we also did the back pay. Right? So only God can allow that to happen to where you start to be faithful, but you also, for the time that you were not faithful, you, you were on a payment plan with Jesus so that you can start being faithful. And that was something that we both chose to do. We both said, like, this needs to happen. If we trust that God is our provider, if we trust that he is going to meet every need, you give him his first because it is his in the form of money, your time, your talent, your resources. And so... I feel God is knocking on our hearts to do that, to open up our hearts to him and surrender and lay down what we think and what we want, because eventually what we think and we want becomes what he wants for us. So. Hey, remember that tithing is a test. Tithing is a test to your heart. It's to see what, what you're going to do with it. He's given us that choice. So we pray and we bless that you guys are, hopefully you've received a little glimpse of hope. Um, if we can help with anything, we're happy to share. Well, I don't know how much we'll share, but we're happy to share some of our business with you. Thank you all. And for those that are part of that small group, you know they share pretty well everything. He gets very energized in that small group, and uh, I experienced that a couple of weeks ago, and wow. And they tag team in that small group. It's pretty awesome. And they stir up some stuff in that small group. Amen. Vision, mission, purpose. How many life changers do we have in this room today? Would you stand? That'd be, yes, that's true too. All right. Thank you, life changers. You may be seated. We have several life changers in the other part of the building that's going on right now. We have about 70 committed life changers that are all in on the mission, the vision, and the purpose of this house. And our vision is simply that we exist to lead people to experience freedom in Christ and build healthy relationships. Pretty awesome vision, isn't it? Does anybody enjoy healthy relationships? Our purpose is simply that we receive the promise. And that promise for everybody. If you don't receive the promise, you're going to be in trouble. Very important that you be empowered to be his witness. Amen. And when you're empowered to be his witness, you find freedom. And out of that freedom, you're able to be a world changer. Change the world. And our culture needs help, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Amen. And so our mission has always been and always will be that found people or lost people are found, found people are mentored, and mentored people are engaged in being who daddy says you are. Anybody want to get engaged and enjoy the real life today? Capital L-I-F-E. Amen. And I want to say to you, because the Lord's kind of having me shift here right now, uh, a little bit more than I anticipated, and he wants me to encourage everybody on you trusting him. What are you putting your reliance in? What is it that is your source of power today? What personal knowledge do you entertain that orders your steps? 
it's important that you ask yourself these questions today. What past experiences hold you captive with offense? You need to be set free from that. And what political influences have you thinking Jesus is political and he's not? Amen. His kingdom is not of this world. And he sits on a throne you can't take him off of. He will not change. He cannot change. And he chose to be our father. He chose you to be his children and his sons and daughters. Isn't that awesome? I want to encourage you today. You can trust him. He's faithful. Look, it says here, Paul reading, and we'll read one scripture. 1 Corinthians 2, 1. It says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words or impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than use clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. With him, it's easy. Without him, it's impossible. And we've all been in impossible situations that we didn't see a way out of. And everybody in this room knows our world is hurting. Everybody in this room knows that our culture is out of bounds. Whatever feels good, do it. Well, do it. Make a choice, do it then. And, and, and then if you find out it didn't work, come try Jesus. Just make a choice. Amen. And that's where God is with everybody. Choose life or choose death. You choose. But if you want me to encourage you and you want me to help you with your decision, choose life. Amen. And live. In our world right now, everybody's trying to figure out how to stay in charge and keep the rent paid. Keep the balance of the budget where it belongs and try to experience some fun in life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank you, Robbie and Steph, for being transparent and talking about what needs to be talked about because all of us are challenged with that. Amen. With him, it's easy. Without him, you'll catch it here shortly. You can take a little dime in your hand, and that dime has potential. Not a lot in our economy today. But if you handle that dime correctly, if you handle it correctly, God can get all over it. But if you don't handle it correctly, there's something on it that stays there. It's called mammon, spirit of mammon, a curse. And in our world that's very religious, God has been explained out of being Lord over the thing that sometimes Church girls worship. They don't even realize they worship money. Money is uncool without Jesus, but with Jesus, it's easy to deal with. 
And the way Jesus takes money in our lives, it's a test. It's only a test. Test of the emergency broadcast system. It's a test. But they and nobody in this room has a problem with a dime because a dime's easy to handle. It's a dime. You can take a dime and give God, return, return to God his portion. And the moment you take that dime and return to God, the test, his portion, the rest of it's blessed. Angels have assignments and they're on it with that little dime. Isn't that amazing? How that God gave us dominion and authority to make a choice. Isn't that amazing? And I can choose God and the enemy that he's hiding behind that guy in the mirror. He does. Every one of you looking in the mirror, there's a, there's, there's a dark spirit behind that person in the mirror. And he's manipulating for control. And he wants to make you think you're in charge. Anybody know? Anybody ever felt like, well, I, can, I need to be in charge. I need to take care of this matter. It don't stop. So every day we get an opportunity to choose to die daily. To die daily. And cast down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself above God. Bringing every imagination into captivity. So that when our obedience is fulfilled. What obedience? We have ears to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. And, and I've got just a few moments to challenge everyone here. He or she that has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, you've got great potential. But if your ear is not tuned in, you ain't got much hope. If you can't hear, you're certainly not going to follow. But if you can hear, the potential is there for you to follow. But it requires a choice. You see, that's where the choice comes in, where true romance happens with you and God. If you can hear him, and everybody in this room can, by the way, it's just we got all these other voices springing, screaming. He don't scream at us. He knocks on our that, You feel the presence of God in the room? That's him knocking at your door saying, let me in. Let me come sit down with you and commune with you in my house, by the way. It's his, it's, and he'll let us think it's our house until we get tired of taking care of what we thought was our house and we give him back his house. Ladies and gentlemen, he wants to have intimacy with you and I. He wants to get real with us but he's not going to force his way in isn't that amazing that our designer our creator our father put us together and he does not force his way in but he keeps knocking and we keep feeling his presence and we keep going off doing our own thing and we feel God but we won't let him in Amen. With him, it's easy. Without him, it just ain't working out. And right now, I'm getting a witness in the presence of God that several of you are going to like, hmm. So that's what's going on. 
and God mercifully will let me go waste today, maybe tomorrow too. Might even let me live into 2025, 26, and just keep wasting days. But he'll always be there that day knocking, saying, let me in. And eventually, when you let him in, that means he wants you to trust him. So just take that little dime, for instance. I'm using filthy lucre, money, dirty stuff. It's amazing how we'll worship it. And nobody in this room has a problem giving a penny and then maybe half of a penny is an offering of that. Ain't, ain't nobody in this room got a problem with that. For, oh, man, yeah, here. But let that thing grow to $100. $1,000. Uh-oh. And now the trouble's on because now we want to bargain with God. And that means we ain't let him have his house yet and we don't trust him yet. And this world has more of a pull on us than he does. And the things of this world and the attractions of this world and the things that I personally want that never fulfill versus how he can fulfill if I'll just trust him. It's just a test is all it is. And what God can do with the remaining portion that he puts in our possession, if we trust him, will blow your mind. That's what we heard Robbie and Steph talk about. It's not about money, y'all. It's about the heart. It's not about money. It's about intimacy with daddy. It's about us having righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. It's about us choosing to rely on the power of the spirit and not with words that are enticing, knowledge that's attractive, but rather an unction from God I can't explain, but yes, Lord, I'm all in. It's just a test. Anybody need some romance in your life? With him, it's impossible. Without him, it's not. It's amazing what baptism will do. Isn't it, Diane? Bill, it's amazing how that Jesus ordered our steps by being the example of what it would do. And Jesus, God in flesh, walks down into some water. And tells John the Baptist, the one that said of him, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Whose shoes I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with his spirit and with fire. The Lamb of God walks down into the water, showing us how to follow him into an intimate relationship. And he says to John, baptize me. And John says, man, I need you to baptize me. And in authority, he said, John, do it because it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness. And when he was baptized, a voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved. Whew. 
just telling you, if you ever position yourself, I'm talking about us as the bride of Christ, when the water breaks, children will be born. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. What is, what, what's God saying? It's prophetic because in this room, if you will say, yes, Lord, there's a bunch of sons here. Come on, ladies, inside of you, if Christ is in you, guess who he's forming in you? Sonship. He's forming himself in you. And he wants you now to be his mouthpiece, his hands, and his feet. But it comes out of romance. It comes out of him and his bride being together. And from there, here we come, sons and daughters. If you're here today and you need some more peace in your life, if you're here today and you really would really like for it to get easy, er, then it's been. There's some warm water over here today. And some of you are saying, well, hold it, Pastor. Uh, Mom's already texted me. She's got dinner on the table. It won't take that long. Well, well how many is going to get baptized? Because I don't know if I'm going to get in that water after them. We've got the update system. It's purifying it as it's filtering right now. Well, I want my family here. We got technology, all them Apple phones and Samsung phones, and they'll be on Facebook just shortly. The whole world will see it. The Lord says, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. That's what baptism is for. But if you refuse to confess me before men, I won't confess you before my Father. Pastor, why did you say it like that? Is Jesus worthy? Did he go the extra mile? Come on, there's some of you that don't know what to do with that relationship that just bothers you. And, and that relationship is screaming at you, go the extra mile. No, I ain't had enough of you. Huh? You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? And the Lord said, if you'll let me have my house, I'll show you how to do it. The only reason most of the Christian world can't go the extra mile and be like Jesus because he hadn't gotten his house yet. But they feel him. He knocks on their door. They can hear him asking them to let him in. And, yeah, as soon as I get my life straight, Lord, I'll let you in. You ain't ever getting your life straight. Only he can get it straight. That's why we walk down in the water with him. And we let him cover us. We, what we're saying to him is, Lord, here I am. I'm ready to be joined with you. Clean me up. And every one of us was designed for intimacy. And we was designed for, how would you say it, experiences, uh, you know, fun. Uh, come on, come on, give me a good adjective for adventure. We're all designed to be wowed. But there's only one way to get in that current. There's only one way to get set up for that kind of an experience. And it starts with following him because he blazed the trail. Whatever you do in word or you do in deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Baptism is a deed. And there is a word that's spoken over everyone that does it. And Jesus said to his disciples, when you go baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you know what they did? They left him and they went and baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Because the Son said, I come in my Father's name. And I send the Spirit in my name. And the Son had the name of his Father. The name that's above every name. And at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to the glory of God the Father. Anybody want to be called by that name? Anybody want to work in the power of that name? Anybody want to accept your true identity today? Before you leave, if I was you, I'd get first in line. We got robes. We got towels. We're serious about Daddy's mission. And at our 2024 business meeting, I want you to know, amen, he's serious about you. And your best days are before you. Could we all stand? Amen. Could we give Jesus the one that took it all on himself? Could we give him the hand clap? Because, man, when you're doing that... Chains are breaking. Every time you clap, the enemy is running. We applaud him for the love that he showed us. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for 2023 and being able to talk about everything we've seen your fingerprint on. Thank you for the ones that you love, your treasure that's in this room right now. You drew us together. Your spirit brought us to this place. And we thank you together, all of us, for letting us be together and oh, feel your presence. Hear your voice. Be challenged with healthy conviction. Lord, for everyone that's asking from their spirit right now to have the power to trust you, I'm asking you, Lord, bless them with spirit and with fire. Bless them with identity. Bless them, Lord, with your blood that cleanses and washes us clean. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here today and giving us breath from heaven. And everybody say in Jesus' name, amen. If you would, while they're singing here, open up your heart to the guests that you need to go. You're welcome to leave. If you would, just leave quietly as we entertain God's presence. And for you that are serious about following Jesus and you need to be baptized, meet the baptismal team over here on the, my left. God bless you for being here today. Can we lift our hands like children to daddy? Pick me up. Here I am, daddy. I need you to make the difference because I can't. I give up and I surrender in Jesus' name. God bless you.